Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keem, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener of One of a Kind You, thank you so much for taking the time to tune into another episode. I am so, so, so appreciative. If you are a new listener to One of a Kind You, welcome. I'm so excited for you to join us this week, and I'm so excited that you decided to take a stop by and check it out. So for my new listeners, the way that this podcast works is that I read a journal entry of mine from five or six years ago, and I reflect now what I know as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then. So this entry is a very short entry, and it's from May 10th of 2016. I wrote, I've been really tired lately. I think the late nights and going full speed ahead is catching up to me. I would love to take a nap, but don't have time since it's a gymnastics day. Overall, today feels like any other day. I'm trying to take the sweet approach rather than the lemon approach. I'm also trying to channel my inner mouse. This is probably another reason I feel tired because it takes a lot of mental energy. Now to finish getting everything ready for gymnastics. So even though this is a really short journal entry, it speaks volumes uh, to a few things. One is um, sometimes when things feel like they're going so wrong, it's so easy to get focused on the negativity or or what's not working. And then when things are great, it's really easy to stay stay focused on what is great and what is working and what feels right. And the other takeaway is that going, 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 going can really catch up and take a toll after a while. And so it's really important to prioritize, but ask yourself, who is it that you're doing the things for? So I know at this time I was doing I was doing a lot of things, and if you've listened to the previous episodes, you know it was uh, working on a course rewrite for a graduate level course that I was teaching at a local university. It was studying to get my obedience training certification. It was being home with my girls in terms of getting them to after school activities. Um, I feel like there's more, and those are just a few that I can think of off the top of my head. And having those responsibilities, you know, working on the course rewrite and um, having the girls home, it was a lot. And, you know, then also doing all the regular household things like laundry, dishes, lunches, dinner, homework with the girls, you know, it's a lot and it's a lot to go full speed ahead all day, every day. And I was doing it, I've mentioned previously, because I was looking for someone to say, wow, Kim, you're amazing. You've got it all together. You have a life under control and you have this mom thing, this wife thing really figured out. How do you do it all? And there was no one doing that. And so on some level, because I wasn't getting that external validation that I was looking for, I pushed myself even harder. I did even more. I said yes to things that I wanted to say no to. And I just was in this autopilot mode of saying yes, 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 yes. And not giving myself the permission to just take a breath. Um, I was chatting with a friend today and, and, you know, we both said it feels so great when we have ourselves organized and 
it frees up our time a bit to the point where you think, wow, I can actually watch a show today that I've been wanting to watch. But then when we actually sit down to watch that show, we end up falling asleep because we're so exhausted. So exhausted. And when we actually say, you know what? You've earned, Kim, the chance. Like, you've earned it, girl. Sit down, watch that show. On some level, there's sometimes a little bit of guilt there because you think, oh, I could do more. I should be doing more. I could be getting lunches ready for tomorrow. Even though it's only 10.30 in the morning on Tuesday, you think, oh, what can I do to get ready for tomorrow? What can I do today that will make tomorrow that much easier? And, um, you know, so it's, it's getting past that guilt of, you know, the fact that as humans, we need time to rest. We need time to take a breath. We need time to just to rest um, because we're not robots and we're not machines. And so our body can only take so much. We only have so much energy available to um, expend on, on tasks. And that's physical energy, mental energy, emotional energy. And so, of course, I was feeling tired because I was pushing myself so hard. And on top of all the usual daily day-to-day grind, I was still in this healing journey. I wasn't doing therapy um, as often. I was only going every other week instead of every week. And I was going for holistic Reiki sessions with my Reiki practitioner. But in the meantime, I was reading self-help books. I was Googling. I was watching webinars. I was do. I was journaling. I was meditating, you know, so there was the, the inner work for myself. I was doing inner child work. There was all of these things that I was doing for myself to continue to heal since it was still very much a raw, painful thing for me at this stage. And I was also trying to show up for my family. I was trying to show up for a job. And so it was so exhausting. And so when we're in a healing journey, we don't have to work on healing every second of every day. It's okay to give yourself a break from the healing It's okay to give yourself a break from the day-to-day existence in life. And so I wasn't at a place where I could do that for myself. I had the most guilt, the most negative self-talk, the most, um, the strongest, I should say, the strongest feelings of inadequacy and being not enough if I gave myself the chance to just take a nap or read a book for fun, or just sit on the couch and stare at the wall. I just could not, I was not at a place where I was, I could see my worth outside of the to-do list. And so this really brings me to, um, the next point was to look at the, you know, the, the sweet approach to life, not the lemon approach. And what I mean by that, and this isn't my quote, this was someone else's quote, and I don't, remember where I got that from because it, it, I didn't quote it in my journal, but, um, the lemon approach is always being sour about things. 
and the sugar approach was being sweet about things. And so this was also a very hard thing for me to do at this time in my life because everything felt sour. Everything felt bitter. I was angry about my childhood. I was angry about the things that I was learning about myself in therapy. I was angry. I was just angry. I was frustrated with my husband's work schedule. I was just not happy. And it was because I I wasn't happy with myself. I didn't have self-love and self-appreciation for my own self to be able to be okay with not getting the external, with being okay with not having help all the time for my husband, being okay with with the labels that the therapist gave me and not taking them and wearing them like the weight of the world. And so when I would have a therapy session, you know, it really stirred the pot for really unpleasant things that happened in my childhood and my teen years. And so I got stuck there. I couldn't get past those, um, those memories and those experiences. And so I was just really angry a lot. And so I was, I was often focused on all the negativity. I was focused on all the things that weren't working in my life. I was just focused on all the bad. And there was very, it was very hard for me to focus on anything but that. You know, I could have focused on the fact that I had the, um, not the ability, but the, the privilege to stay home with my girls and take them to their after school activities And make sure that, you know, dinner was ready for my husband and that I was able to be the one to help my kids with their homework. And I, I couldn't because I always felt like I was being questioned. I was being belittled. I wasn't being appreciated. And so nine times out of 10, um, I was taking the lemon approach to life. Now, most people didn't know that because I was really good at putting on the mask. So when I went to gymnastics in the evening and sat in the waiting room with the other moms, you would have never known that I had the lemon approach to life. When I went to dance and with the girls and sat in the waiting room with the other moms, horseback riding, everybody, no one would have known, not even in the slightest, that nine times out of 10, I had the lemon approach to life. They would have just been shocked to know that because I was really good at showing people the side of me that I thought they wanted to see. Plus two, I was embarrassed that I was struggling so badly. I did not want anyone to know. No one. I did not want anyone to know because I felt like if I told, then that would show and reflect um, really the type of mom I was, the person I was, uh, you know, it would emphasize failing and I could not have that happen. And so, um, I was doing a lot of comparison to the way that the other moms were showing up and I just always felt like I didn't measure up. And so that also had me taking the lemon approach to life because again, I just felt angry and frustrated by all that. And, um, and like I said, I, there was so much, so much to, to be, um, happy about. And, um, I mean, just recognizing how far I had come. 
So I saw a post on Facebook the other day of um, Casey's daycare teacher. When Casey was in the two-year-old class at daycare, her daycare teacher um, has a very small house and um, they just sold it. It's under contract and it happened very quickly. And so they're buying a much larger house. And she publicly celebrated herself and said that she was so proud of herself and how far she's come as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, because she apparently dropped out of high school at 17. I had no idea. And so that's what she said in her post to think that, you know, at 17, I dropped out of high school and now I can have a house, um, afford to pay for a, a you know, 1,500 or 2,000 square foot house. She just didn't think that that would ever be possible for her. And so having, you know, seeing her celebrate that openly and honestly on Facebook, I really appreciated her vulnerability there in that moment and thought, you know what, Kim, that was what you were missing in that moment. When you were having the lemon approach to life, you weren't celebrating the journey. You weren't celebrating how far you've come. You were focused on all the things that were still not quite right. You were focusing on the things that you thought were lacking. And there were things that were lacking for sure. There are still things in my life that are lacking now, but I'm able to better handle it and better able to focus on what is working and focusing on the journey and how far I've come and what I've learned and being excited for what's still to learn because there's still a lot to learn and still a lot of growth. And so... um, that was reading that today. I was like, oh yes. And you know, and when you take the lemon approach to life, you typically close off and shut down and you're not willing to be open or receptive or, um, just being open, you know, you're very closed off. It's, you know, disconnects you really from yourself and from others and from, and from the journey of life and, and the experience of it. And so um, today I ask you if there's something that you can take the sugar approach to with life. And if you are struggling and you feel like you could use help, I do have three one-on-one coaching spots available. If you'd like to know more about them, you can hop on over to my website at kimkeen.com and you can schedule a call. If you have a quick question and you just need to bounce it off of someone, you can also reach out. Feel free to message me on Facebook, Instagram, or shoot me an email. Um, I'm always happy to connect. I love meeting new people and talking with them. As you can tell, I like to talk. And so I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. If you felt like this episode was helpful and you have a friend that needs to hear it, please feel free to share. The more the merrier. And if you would be so kind to leave a review, that would be greatly appreciated. I read all the reviews so that I can make sure that I take the feedback that you're so kind enough to give and make this podcast everything that you're looking for so that it's continually a resource and a place of support for you. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so, so appreciative and I can't wait to see you next week.